Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Natalina. It is such an honor to be here with you today, focusing, empowering, and uplifting you as the whole person so that you can work on becoming your best self and really building a life that you are proud of. And again, a life that you are proud of, not a life that society wants you to live or anybody else, but one that belongs to you, that you wake up each and every morning excited to go out there and thrive. Today, we have an incredible episode, so we're going to get right into it. So today, I'm super excited because we're going to be speaking with Ariel Garten. She's a neuroscientist, an inventor, an entrepreneur whose driving purpose is to empower and help others overcome mental obstacles in order to live a healthy, happy life and reach their maximum potential. Some of you may know her already because Garten is the founder of Interaxon, the makers of Muse. So it's that brain sensing headband that helps us meditate. It's an award-winning wearable technology that assists and trains in meditation and mindfulness. So again, some of you guys may have heard of her already. She's been on CNN, Forbes, Fortune, Fortune, WSJ, and she has received a number of multiple invention awards. So let's go ahead and jump to our episode, Rise Up For You, and enjoy this episode with Ariel Garten. Ariel, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It is such an honor to have you on the show. It's a total pleasure to be here. Thank you. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So please tell us about yourself and all the incredible work that you're doing. All right. Uh, So my mission in life is to help people understand that you don't need to be bound up by the ill-informed messages that you have in your own head. Our brains tell us stuff all the time that lies to us. And so the sort of trajectory of my life has led me to create a device called Muse. It's a brain sensing headband that helps you meditate and it gives you real-time feedback on your meditation. I have been fascinated by the world and how it works. I've been an artist, I've been a clothing designer, I make stuff, I run a tech company. neuroscience labs. I was a practicing psychotherapist for almost a decade. Um, And all of those strains kind of weave together to help me create products, experiences, and applications that help people overcome the barriers in their own head. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot that we could talk about here, but before we jump in, I always like to ask our guests, you know, a little bit about their journey, how they got to where they are today, what sparked, I guess, the aha moment for you to step into this industry, um, you know, well, you have a couple of industries, you know, you became an entrepreneur. You also do a lot of work, obviously, with meditation in the headspace. So what what kind of spawned this area or direction of your, in your life? So a number of things. Um, I was fascinated by the brain and how it worked. And I started working in the lab of Dr. Steve Mann. He's one of the inventors of the wearable computer. And he had an early brain computer interface system where you could literally hook up an electrode to your brain and start to interact with the world. And I stood back and said, oh my God, this is incredible. We're controlling the world with our mind and people need to know about it. And I think it's commercializable. So I sort of took the product out of the lab and joined with two of my friends, Chris and Trevor. They became my co-founders. And we began to create experiences where people could change 
music change what was on a screen just by modulating their brain state. And we ended up doing this incredible project at the Olympics where people in Vancouver could control the lights in the CN Tower, the Canadian Parliament Buildings, and Niagara Falls with their brain from across the country. I said, this is amazing. Like, you know, we've got the technology. And then we stood back and realized that we didn't actually have a solution. There was no like product there. And then we recognized that the best thing we could apply this to was to help people meditate. Um, and if I was going to create some good in the world, getting hopefully hundreds of thousands of people to meditate was going to make the world a better place. Mm. And so we said about this extraordinary journey, taking this brain control technology and turning it into a meditation tool um, that allows people to know what's going on in their mind during meditation. Mm. So I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Give us a little bit more of, of how the headband works that you created um, with Muse. So tell us, I guess, kind of what happened. So you put this, this device on and then walk us through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the device is just this slim little headband. Uh, as I mentioned in my background, I was also a fashion designer at a store and a line that is sold across North America. So creating something that was going to be both technologically very advanced and grounded in neuroscience um, and also super stylish was important to me. So you slip on Muse. It's a slim little headband that just wraps behind your ears and it tracks your brain activity in real time. And in the meditation application, it translates the sound of your meditation into guiding sound. So we actually hear what goes on in your brain while you meditate. So most people know that meditation's amazing for you, but it can be really hard to do. You know, you sit there and you don't know what's going on in your mind or what you're supposed to be doing. And so with Muse, we translate the sound of your mind into guiding sounds. So they guide you to focused attention. They let you know when your mind is wandering and guide you back. Wow. And so you're actually, yeah, it's astonishing. You actually are hearing what's going on in your own brain. And then after the fact, you get charts, graphs, feedback that really show you what your brain was doing moment to moment and let you see your progress day after day as you and your brain and your meditation practice improve. That is incredible. And it, and it's, it's fascinating, incredible, and it's such a need, uh, especially with everything that's going on in today's world, right? We're all kind of running all over the place. Our minds are all are over the place. We're consuming so much on a daily basis. And just the simplicity of mindfulness and meditation can make such a big difference. Well, obviously, it's important to you, which is why you created this device. Why is it important? Um, tell us in your own words the importance of meditation and mindfulness and why we need it. Sure. Oh, my God, I could go on forever. Um, <laughs> but in short... So in a basic meditation, what you're doing is you're focusing your attention on your breath, your mind wanders, you notice it wanders, and then you return it to your breath. It's a super simple action. As you do this, as you notice that your mind is wandering and you choose to let go of your thoughts and come back to your breath, you're doing something incredibly important. You're actually gaining control over your own thoughts. You're achieving something called metacognition, where you can now see the process of your thinking rather than being in the process of your thinking. So most of us kind of feel like our brains are just thinking us, like our mind is just going all the time and it's just kind of driving you. But you can actually change that relationship by choosing to not follow those thoughts, by choosing to just observe that you're having thoughts rather than being in them. And when that happens, you can now choose the contents of your own mind. So if you have some like negative, repetitive thought that's causing you frustration, instead of following it like we typically do, you can say, nope, I'm going to take my brain off of it and put it somewhere else. And so then when you do that, 
something super amazing happens. The one you reduce all the, you know, frustration and stress that comes from those negative thoughts. So you're immediately decreasing your stress. And two, you're recognizing that if you can take your mind off of a thought and have choice about your thoughts and choice about the contents of your brain, then all of the stories that your own mind has been telling you about you, you can also have a choice about. So you can let go of all those stories of I'm not good enough. This didn't work. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, this is dead. I'm not good enough. You can let go of that stuff because you recognize that you can have a choice about what goes on in your brain. It is phenomenal. I think it's, um, it's a simple concept, but I think hard for people to understand that really their thoughts are just thoughts and they're separate from the being themselves. Uh, right. So they're, they're not, they don't make up them as an individual, but they really can be separate from the human being. Um, which I think is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, you totally got it. You are not your thoughts and you can have a choice about your thoughts. So, so often we're driven by our thoughts and by our feelings. So meditation also helps you deal with sensations, emotions. We call them sensations in meditation. Um, and so you can be in a situation where, you know, you, your boss comes in and you feel that, oh no, maybe I did something wrong. And you start to feel the sense of anxiety. Well, you begin to learn that the sense of anxiety that you're feeling is not actually necessarily related to the, to the situation. Like, because we feel these things in our body, we feel like something must be terrible and something must be true, but no, your body's just having a physiological reaction. That's not necessarily tied to the real information in this world. Mm. Your boss just walked in he or she is probably not mad at you. Like he or she doesn't have some magic radar that's reading what's going on in your mind. The email you sent was fine. You're just having a physiological reaction. Right. And so when you just see that as a physiological reaction and not some warning sign of danger, you know, not some indication that there's something wrong, you can really shift your reaction to the entire world. And you can go through the world with much more calm, much more confidence, much more peace, and much more ability to just do the things that you want rather than being pulled and pushed by invisible forces that feel like they're acting you know, on you or to you. Hmm. So, you know, meditation and mindfulness and really just this idea of cleansing our thoughts and, and separating them, it's not a, a new concept, right? It's something that I think it's really starting to take trend and many people talk about it, but yet the majority of the people don't do it. Why do you think that is? I still meet so many people that they know meditation is good for them. They know that being mindful and present is healthier, especially with um, the stress levels that we tend to accumulate over time. And yet there's a really great portion, or I would say the majority of the people that still don't partake in this kind of practice. Yeah, because meditation can be hard to sit down and learn how to do. Um, everybody should really be meditating. Like the research is showing that there's over a thousand published studies demonstrating the importance of meditation in various aspects of our life. Um, but when you sit down to do it, if you're not quite sure what to do, it's like, all right, my brain's supposed to be blank. It's bouncing all over the place. And then you assume you're not good at it and you get up and you move. Or you know what to do and you have a practice, but it's really hard to get yourself to sit down and do it regularly every day. So we built Muse to solve both of those problems, to really show you what your brain's supposed to be doing, to guide you into the proper state of focused attention, and to create a motivational architecture that keeps you coming back and meditating every day and feeling good about it. Mm. Mm. I love that. So I want to kind of just like change the channel a little bit because... 
again, as I said earlier, you're a woman of many different hats, which is incredible. You know, you're a neuroscientist, you're an entrepreneur, you're an inventor, you created this device called the Muse, which we'll put the website in, in the link of the show notes. But I want to kind of switch it over to what it's like, or if you'd had, if you had any adversity being a female in the technology world, or even just in the entrepreneurial world, because um, you know, numbers are still low in regards to women that are representing in the tech space. So I, I'd kind of like to just dive into that a little bit and see if if you've had any struggles, if you had, if you didn't have any struggles, if you have beautiful moments, and kind of just talk about your experiences in that world. Sure. Um, so I became a tech entrepreneur, the CEO of my own company in about 2009. Um, so almost a decade ago now. And when I first started, I was extremely plucky and I really didn't see any barrier. I didn't see any, any, anything holding me back. It's just like, I can see what I need to do. I will go out and raise money. I will figure out how to do it. I will call these investors. I will stand up in front of them. I will do my pitches and it'll be amazing. And for the most part, I had an extremely positive experience. You know, everywhere I went, people wanted to help me. Um, I showed up in San Francisco knowing nobody, but knowing that this is the place where I need to be to raise funds. And people just opened their Rolodexes. Everywhere I turned, people would say, how can I help? Male and female alike, predominantly male, because it was very predominantly male male scene. Um, I don't, when people used to ask me, you know, what is it like being a woman in tech? I would even get frustrated or mad at the question. And I would say, look, you know, why are we treating me like a woman CEO in tech? I'm just a CEO in tech. Can we please stop, you know, putting this spotlight on the fact that I'm a woman because by doing so, it's actually insulting. It's actually degrading. At a certain point, I had a change of heart and I began to recognize that although I was having, you know, I was very lucky in the journey that I'd had and it always seemed positive. I didn't know the deals that I wasn't getting because I was a woman. You know, I didn't know the things that weren't turning out because I was a woman. And I recognized so many women all across the world who had extraordinary challenges by the act, you know, by the sheer nature of being a woman. And so then I turned my attention uh, very strongly to, you know, emphasizing the success that women can have and supporting the success that women can have in business. And I've, we've really seen the tables turn dramatically. You know, California now has a law, you know, ensuring that wards have an increased number of women on them. We now have funds popping up left, right, and center, like Portfolia and Springboard, who are specifically focused on supporting female female founders. You know, your VCs dying to invest in female founders. And it's at the point where I almost feel like I'm being used in a certain way again, because yes, we should absolutely stand up and we need to support one another. And that's one of my deep missions to authentically support women in business. But I also kind of feel like I'm now the token woman. And so it's like, oh, we need to invest in you because we need to have more women in our fund. And like, yes, you fill a quota, you check a box. Um, so it's a funny situation that we're in because as much as we want to absolutely elevate everyone we can and shine the spot spotlight on her as strong as we can and create the best possible example. Um, in some ways it, it's, it's also just a catchphrase. Uh, in some ways it's also just a box to check. And so we have to be really, you know, a take advantage of all the opportunities you can. Cause if somebody wants to check your box, great, let them give you $5 million. <laughs> like, awesome. The opportunities that are here are spectacular. And I'm so glad that it's happening. Um, 
Um, but some people definitely need to look deeply inside themselves and, and say, you know, why am I doing this now? Is it just lip service or is it real? I would strongly agree with that. I think that um, you're right in the sense that there are amazing women out there that are completely qualified that have been overlooked. And now, you know, more of these opportunities are coming forward. But there's also the other side of things where women are getting to certain areas or certain places strictly because they're a woman, um, because like you said, that's the cosmetic I guess the cosmetic fix of kind of everything that's happening right now with gender inclusion in our society, opposed to we're hiring her or including her because of her skill and her talent. Um, so I, I, I definitely can see what you're saying in regards to it's a fine line, really. Yeah. On the other hand, it's, it's not bad. I mean, even if a woman is getting into a high position just because she checked a box, good for her. I support her. I support that. Like we now have more women in high places and we can rise one another up. Mm. Um, I'm actually doing a a campaign for the month of February um, for any woman who has a business, please make a pitch about your business. I will take it. I will share it out across my social networks to get you visibility and I will mentor and support as many of you as I can. Wonderful. Ariel, thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and ask you, what's one book that you've recently read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Oh, Brain Food, Dr. Lisa Moscone. Uh, It's an amazing book that tells you about what you should eat for your cognitive power. Ooh, okay. I'll have to check that out. It's super cool. She's also a neuroscientist who um, particularly is focused on women's brains. So she's done thousands of scans of women's brains and she just started the Will Cornell um, essentially women's brain health initiative. And so she identified the fact that nobody has ever scanned estrogen in the brain. Nobody knows how much estrogen in the brain. We don't even have a study for it. We don't have a methodology for it. Uh, So not only is it an awesome book, but her work on women and brains is phenomenal. And is there one quote that you live by, something that just kind of constantly sits in your brain that is in alignment with you each and every day? One quote. Okay, this is going to be a very funny one. And you asked me, so it's at the top of my head. Um, when I was a child, I loved the movie Auntie Mame with Rosalind Russell. She was this like very grand dame and she had challenges in her life and she ran out of money, but she always just lived. And so her, her quote was, Life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death. You've got to live, live, live. Mm. So I certainly believe that people are poor suckers or we're starving to death. The idea is that <laughs> the richness is there in your life right in front of you. You know, life is a banquet, regardless of where you look, regardless of your situation. We have a richness and a depth to live in, live by, and also to try to support one another through. I love that. That's incredible. And if you can leave the world with one final message, what would that be? We call it your golden nugget. Uh, It would be that you can do it. You know, each of us is so incredibly talented and capable extraordinarily you know we're all these amazing beautiful creatures but we're so held back by the thoughts in our head that oh I shouldn't do that or oh look bad or I don't know not for me um that we hold ourselves back from simply living the amazing people we are Mm. and so you know if I had one quote it would be you can do it Mm. It might also be you are enough and you are worthy and you are loved um, because all of those things are true and we tend to forget about them all the time. Absolutely. 
So Ariel, thank you again for joining us. How do we stay connected? How do we support you? Where can we find the Muse headband and really just follow you and check out all your incredible work that you're doing? Awesome. So you can find Muse at choosemuse.com. You can find me at my website, arielgarten.com, and on Instagram, Ariel's Musings, A-R-I-E-L-S underscore Musings, and Twitter, Ariel underscore Garten. Beautiful. And lastly, we always like to wrap up with this question. As you know, where the company rise up for you, where the podcast rise up for you, when you hear that phrase, what does that mean to you? What comes to mind initially? So two things come to mind. Um, one is personal and the other is social. So personally, when I hear rise up for you, I feel the sensation of like rising in my chest. And I just imagine myself rising towards the sky, almost like an angel. It's like really the sensation of rising, the emotions that rise, the intellect that rises, the excitement that rises, the possibility that rise. And then the other thing that I hear is social. And that is when we rise, we all rise up together. So rise mm-hmm. up for you, I see, uh, you know, my hands and every woman's hands digging gently and lovingly under another in front of them and lifting them up. Mm. And we all rise. That's exactly what it was intended to do. (laughs) So thank you so much, Ariel. It's been an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us today. My sincere pleasure and joy. Thank you for joining us today on the rise up for you podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.